Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, Putin calls for referendums in the occupied Donbass regions, also announces partial mobilisation, and the US Federal Reserve raises interest rates. Russian President Vladimir Putin raised the stakes in his special military operation in Ukraine by calling for referendums in occupied Luhansk and Donetsk to join Russia. The results are expected to be a foregone conclusion in favour, which redraws the boundaries and any subsequent Ukrainian incursions will be seen by him as an attack on Russia itself, potentially drawing NATO and the West into the conflict in his opinion. Once again, he has not ruled out the use of nuclear weapons. He appears to have also lost the support of President Erdogan of Turkey, a key ally in recent grain corridor negotiations, who has said he will not recognise the referendums. Russia has also sanctioned partial mobilisation, which would increase his troops by 300,000, made up of retired servicemen and conscripts between the ages of 18 and 65, many of whom are untrained, which has led to a mass exodus out of Russia by plane. This latest development does not bode well for the longevity of the grain corridor and will make ship owners even less likely to risk their ships and crew in the Black Sea region. The US Federal Reserve, as expected, raised their interest rates by 0.75%, which, with further increases expected in the EU and UK, is providing headwinds to global commodity, energy and equity markets and ergo future demand prospects. Market direction continues to be driven by newswire reports which trigger algos and speculative money flows, with fund managers still short of CBOT wheat futures. Fundamentally, the grain market remains tight and made worse if the grain corridor is closed. Russian wheat availability is not a problem, but getting it shipped is, despite it being the cheapest origin, with importers unwilling to risk it not being delivered. EU exports have slowed but are well advanced. US wheat is way too expensive, Australian exports are restricted by logistics and Argentina is in the midst of a drought which is reducing its exportable surplus. And we're still only in September. On to malting barley, the world barley crop tonnage has increased, Australia's crop is improving all the time and pre-Christmas premiums continue to narrow as homes fill up. Again this week, wheat futures have moved up and down £5, depending on President Putin's latest rhetoric. As before, malting barley has looked on, unchanging in its market fundamentals. Latest figures confirm the 2022 world barley crop has increased from 146 to 149 million tonnes, mostly so far in the Northern Hemisphere, with record crops of malting barley from Denmark, France, Germany and, of course, the UK – where many spring malting barley growers have achieved yields of 9 tonnes per hectare. Australia's crop is improving in potential all the time, and Canada has replenished its stock since last year and is now joining the world export malting market, in particular China. We commented before that all of Europe, including the UK, is just too expensive to make any third-country malting barley exports from this crop. Australia, Canada and soon Argentina are all better placed to capture any world demand. Again, as we forecast, it may not only be the UK that has to eventually sell its malting surplus as feed at some stage in the new year. 
Certainly brewers have switched their buying interest to the 2023 crop. Maltsters in the UK and Europe have to follow that, but are slightly behind in time, so they only want to buy January to June 2023. Domestically, they're covered to Christmas 2022, which is why the Open Field Export Programme is so vital in creating homes for UK malting barley. We continue to move malting barley from some middle UK counties to our boats because they're too far from the eastern county maltsters, who are anyway covered. Haulage is both difficult to find and costly from these areas, but at least we're still achieving a reasonable malting premium over feed. Malting prices don't follow wheat anymore. The pre-Christmas premiums continue to narrow as homes fill up, but for our boats they remain very good for now. The new year is better value, where still £25 premiums or more are achievable, especially when you can supply over, say, three months, such as January to March, as boats often slip one, two or three months because of bad weather, but more than likely the lack of ships or penalty freight costs. There has never been a better crop of such good quality to justify storing until well into the new year. But if you should have a small germination or moisture problem, make sure you're supplying an open field boat rather than walking the plank to a domestic maltster several hundred miles away. So don't delay. Other commodities can probably stand waiting until the new year. Malting barley can't. On to oilseed rape and Matif rapeseeds €35 down in four trading days. The market's focus is on soybeans and tensions in Ukraine are causing volatility across commodities. Matif rapeseed has taken another hit, losing €35 between the 14th and 19th of September. Matif has since bounced, but it's trading well off the highs and the four-month downtrend remains. Domestically, the market is stuck, with no offers of rapeseed coming forward. Increased tensions in Ukraine caused uncertainty and volatility across commodities on Wednesday. Concerns of an escalation in the Ukraine war and what this means for Black Sea supplies caused markets to rally, but some of these concerns were overshadowed by worries of a global recession. The oilseed market focus remains on soybeans, US harvest data, South American weather and China's appetite for US beans. Soybeans traded higher earlier in the week, supported by import demand from China and a sluggish start to the US harvest. The USDA reported the US soybean harvest at 3% complete as of Sunday the 18th of September, below an average estimate of 5% in a Reuters poll. Soybeans have also traded higher on fears that an escalation in the Ukraine war could disrupt crucial oilseed exports. However, gains have been capped as Argentinian farmers continue their heavy selling during soy peso. Canadian canola has seen harvest pressure recently, but rallied on Wednesday on signs of a strong export demand as the weaker Canadian dollar makes canola look relatively cheap for overseas buyers, particularly when compared to US soybeans. Palm oil also rose on Wednesday, supported by crude prices, making palm an attractive option for biodiesel feedstock and a strong demand from India. A Reuters survey on Wednesday showed how India's palm oil imports in 2022-23 could jump up 9% from a year earlier on a rise in domestic consumption and as competitive prices allow palm oil to regain its share in the world's biggest market. The higher buying could help top producer Indonesia to bring down ballooning inventories while supporting prices which have nearly halved from record highs earlier this year. 
And finally, the Grain and Pulses price indicator, starting with feed wheat for September at £267, November 270 Feed barley for September, price available on application, November 240 And oilseed rape for September, 490 to 495 November, 500 to 505 Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.